Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we are the Conscious Collaboration. How's everybody doing today? I'm good. I feel I feel pretty good now that I've had lunch and I'm not like fuzzy brained. <laughs> yes. What's the what's the what's I the can't be held responsible for things I did when I was happy, there. moisturized, and living my best life. <laughs> yes. You do look moisturized. Where's your red light? It's a meme. Oh, oh I didn't turn it on. Good call. I'm gonna turn on that atapa. Get my, mm-hmm. <laughs> my mitochondria kicking. <laughs> the powerhouse. <laughs> uh, well, today we're going to be talking about um, coming back from derailment or and or setbacks and how uh, it's been brought up a few times in our Facebook group um, and, you know, and among other conversations and how we um deal with it personally and, you know, just in general. So we're going to kick it off with Lisa. Um, And so guys, this could be like, just so people know what we're getting at here, this could be like derailment in relation to business or like a personal life sort of derailment or big major event that, um, you know, it's, being that we're, we're mind, body, business, it's hard to separate that personal mm-hmm. life from, from business. Uh, it would definitely affect how you show up in business. Oh yeah, definitely. Any life event is going to carry over into anything that we're doing. I mean, it even shows up in my workouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any little yeah. bit of derailment affects us on so many levels, which is what I love. I'm seeing in our Facebook group, I'm hearing there's a lot that's being affected in terms of mindset. Um, you know, how is everyone perceiving of themselves? Um, and that that leaks into their personal relationships, their their businesses. And it seems like, you know, there's there's no one one cure out there. And it's been something that's been talked about even in ancient times, because I'm gonna talk about the Yi Jing. But I do think that if you can, just from what I'm observing. Um, from what we're hearing from our listeners is that once you can recognize what your go-tos are to help you come back from derailment, um, you can feel a little bit more in control. So at least psychosomatically, it helps you get through those times. And um, another topic that surfaced from that too is, is who do you have to go to during these times? Um, so, um, with that in mind, I'm going to take a look at the Yi Jing that we pulled just before. And again, the Yi Jing is reading from the Book of Changes, which is the ancient text um, at the foundation of Feng Shui. And it is looking at environmental science as a way to learn about our patterns in human nature. And we asked, um, what do we need to bring to this uh, podcast discussion in terms of finding ways to come back and how do we face these adversities. And it resulted in hexagram 51, which talks about the energy of shock, which was not shocking to us at all. It's the energy of thunder above and thunder below. 
So we talked about that when you hear thunder and it's that lightning strike nearby you, it's exhilarating in a way. Um, you know, it, it causes a response that, that flight or fight response, the hair stands up on ends and, um, and it can be scary. So you might be looking for shelter, but you might also want to see, see what the natural event is because it could be so cool. So shock can be derailing to us if it's positive or negative. Um, and looking at the Yi Jing, what it says is the lasting impact of a major shock can be stimulating or debilitating, depending on your perspective. Mm -hmm. The critical factor is a willingness to be open to fear rather than running away from it, enabling you to transform anxiety into laser sharp perception. And that's really empowering um, because that's a, that's a big energy thunder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially since, um, these derailments are, as I keep thinking about them, cause you know, I like my tarot it's, I'm thinking of it as like that tower moment that like big unexpected, um, change or disruption was the word you were using earlier. Um, that seems to kind of upend everything all at once. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's that catalyst in a way. Um, and it may, may or may not be something that we're, we're wanting necessarily, um, but it may just be necessary. Mm -hmm. I think too, um, we'll, once, you know, we'll get into it a little bit more, but everybody's, there is no right or wrong way to handle it, sort of speak. Um, it's just like you were saying earlier, Lisa, to find your specific, what's personal to you to just bring you that peace to, you know, get through the moment, um, after something major yeah. has happened and it could, and it could be, like you said, it could be a good thing, a good disruptor, or it could be bad, but finding whatever personally works for you, um, to just bring peace to you in that moment. Yeah. And I think, uh, Lisa hit on a good thing there when she talked about regaining a sense of control because these huge disruptions obviously can make us feel very powerless um, because usually we, we can't control any, any of the factors that are going on, right? We can really only control our response to it. So having a toolbox with maybe some different things, you know, kind of depending on what's going on um, would be really good to come back to that sense of at least control or personal power over your own perspectives and your own expression and management of your emotions about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, if you think about it, whether it's a good disruption or a bad disruption, um, and you are so motivated and there's so much momentum driving you towards a goal, whether that be a work goal or whether that be a financial goal, um, whatever that goal may be, maybe it's, it's travel, but when you do get derailed and you're out of that phase of momentum, um, what does that do to you? What does that do to all of the the plates that you have spinning? Mm -hmm. um, it's things get lost. You might lose focus to a point that you lose interest. Yeah. In, um, in all of the things. Yeah. You also kind of get put into, I know I've experienced this on purpose though, recently um, when you start 
taking those things away and you're just sitting in it. It's almost like you're in this void or this like, you're not where you were, you're not where you want to be. And then you're just kind of like in this, I don't know how to, this space, you know, that's, you don't know what to do. So it is very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but doing some things, you know, to make that easier is what's important Yeah, as you're working through it. And I think big time too, because I mean, whether we want to label them good, bad, or something in between, these events are almost always very uncomfortable, right? Like change is just generally uncomfortable. Disruption is uncomfortable. So, you know, accepting the discomfort and not being afraid of the discomfort and searching for like the lesson in in the event, uh, I think is a good way to look at it too, because I mean, I'll notice a lot of times that these experiences even happen when I'm in the middle of manifesting something, because a lot of times since we're, you know, letting go of the exact how of our manifestations, right? A lot of times there's stuff in place in your life that has to be dismantled in order for these manifestations to happen. So, you know, maybe if we're not so quick to put a good or a bad label on these disruptions and we just kind of, I mean, some things obviously are are clearly like not desirable, but, you know, if we can, if we can, once we've experienced and allowed and processed emotions, you know, acute emotions associated with it, if we can just start immediately looking for that lesson, I think that helps to sort of transition back. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes too, like you said, obviously some setbacks are not desirable. There's some tragic things that happen. There's, you know, all kinds of stuff, but I do think sometimes setbacks can be such a positive thing because it puts you back into the present moment because sometimes you get so stuck on what you're doing and seeking and searching and fighting for and your goal. And that's great to have the momentum and everything, but it can be where you lose sight of like what's going on right Mm -hmm. now, you know, and that present, because that's all you have is right now. Um, so sometimes it, it can like you said, it, it can be a lesson for the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are lining up exactly with the energy that the Yi Jing is talking about. Um, and I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. So at first, um, a time can indicate that um, following a sudden change that may have seemed unfortunate at first uh, could indicate good fortune around the corner. If we m- remain open to all possibilities in a time of crisis, the results can be shockingly positive. Um, so like Emily, you were saying the dismantling of that. And I think Emily too, what I was thinking about is when you're so focused towards a dream, you might just be going through the motions at some point or going through things in a mundane way because you put everything into a box of how you expect to deliver it. And that's what you were saying too, Emily. It's, um, I heard you say, you know, along the lines of detach and allow and process. And it's, it's that experience that we've never experienced before and we're trying to make sense of it. Um, so the Yijing talks about really empowerment through shock. 
which I think is a great idea. Um, rather than, and there's that saying, you know, life happens for me, not to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so whether that triggers anyone or not, because it's sometimes in the moment you're like, no, no. Um, but when we can get to that place of looking within and why is this happening for me? I think that's important too. And it also talks about, um, which I found interesting too. So when startling events are at their peak, clarity of vision and perspective can be lost. So when you're at that peak, like of the shock and, and triggered, or just really, um, you know, really takes you down, um, your perspective, it's not going to be possible that time. So what, what can everybody do to find their calm and their center, um, to get out of that state of shock? Someone put it to me. I think it was Shahar who we had on our show, um, a few episodes ago. I, I think it was him that told me this. And I, I liked it. I liked the the wording of it um, because the, the shock contains a lot of emotion, right? And I think a lot of that sort of like paralysis part of the shock phase is just like having so many emotions that you, you, don't know what to make of it and you don't know where to move. You know what I mean? You don't know where to start. So what he said was to think about just being an observer. So like visualize your emotions kind of being, you know, a flowing river, if you want to see it that way and rising above them and observing them. And so, you know, you're not trying to say, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this, but you're becoming an observer above them so that you can name them. Mm-hmm. You can let them flow through you and then you can sort of release them or breathe them out. And as you, and so I kind of think of that as like a process and a way to process these emotions. And as you start to process them, they can begin to become less and less paralyzing Mm -hmm. so that you can then you know clear your mind somewhat to really um decide your next moves oh my gosh this like so i i see you're you have something to say michelle but i just want to validate what you're saying emily is right on point with this it says um so a nimble mind evades It evades on rushing fate like a matador twirls away from a charging bull. So in this instance, the Yi Jing is talking about the the energy of the disruption being like a charging bull. Mm -hmm. And a matador is really assessing the situation. Do I go left? Do I go right? Do I need to try to jump over this bull? Um, But even a nimble mind can be mired or muddled or in any of these jarring circumstances, just lost in what to do. Um, sometimes when you are stuck, you become a target for the horns of fate. If you have a clear, if you had a clear problem, you could do something about it. So naming it and knowing what exactly it is, you can have a reaction. But for now, don't force anything. Just try to keep your wits about you until the dust settles. So that lines up very much with what you were saying. And I'm sorry, Michelle, I know you were getting ready to jump in there on that thought. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say that. Um our natural reaction to setbacks or any kind of pain in general is 
to, at least for me, is to like, I, I want it to go away, get rid of it, resist, resist, mm-hmm. resist, right? And mm-hmm. then I've learned um, over the last couple of months that instead to sit with it, similar to what Emily was saying and um, notice it, but don't drown it. Don't dwell in it. Yeah. yeah. And eventually you, you notice it's there and then you kind of learn how to be friends with it. Mm -hmm. That sounds really strange, but, you know, to a point where eventually those thoughts and those feelings don't have any weight anymore. They're just that they're just a thought and a feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't, um, they're not a part of you. Yeah. They don't cause that pain or, you know, any of that anymore. So, um, I learned that recently, uh, through act therapy, like accepting, um, and commitment. Uh, to your thoughts and to situations. And it's the same kind of concept that you described, Emily. Because that whole idea, I mean, I'm certainly prone to it too. I think a lot of us are, but that whole idea of sort of like making the emotions just go away isn't real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We don't have that power. We just, if we if we think we're doing that, really all we're doing is compartmentalizing, shutting down and, you know, pushing the energy of those emotions to affect us detrimentally in some other unknown way. You know? Yeah. And, and just by pure science, um, you know, you, I'm sure many people have heard how you can uh, create new neural pathways in your brain, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But what a lot of people leave out is it doesn't delete the feeling or the thought or the right. whatever right. you were going through. You can create new perceptions, new thoughts, new feelings on top of it. And, and you can create new neural pathways, but the old one's still always going to be there. It never goes away. You never delete them. Like that's not true. And right. so- um, you have to learn to desensitize yourself from them in a way, because at the end of the day, you know, it is just thoughts and feelings, but, but setbacks and derailments and life situations are true and, and hurtful can be hurtful. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, and if we pretend like they don't hurt us, <laughs> right. Like then we're not doing ourselves any favors either right? because we can't make thoughts and feelings go away, but we can feel and then process and release the acute energy of an emotion that is what keeps us sort of paralyzed, stuck or stuck Mm -hmm. or just disassociated. Or in like a really poor example, I've heard people overuse the saying, um, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Um, so if you're not processing it, then it might be directed that frustration, um, like at someone else or even an object, if you trip on an object, (laughs) but it will come out in a different way. And, um, and it's not to say that, and and the Yijing does talk about this too, is sometimes we need to take a retreat from everybody and engaging with everyone, um, and go within because we're not ready to be interacting with others. So taking that time, if it needs to be a day off and refocus and then get back in there. Um, so that's it, interesting you say that because that was actually going to be one of my <laughs> oh, personal <laughs> tips of what I do is yeah. I kind of 
and and even more recently, I just kind of get quiet and retreat for a while. And, you know, not that I'm cutting people out, but I'm just taking that time to process things myself. And that's been a lot more helpful because in my past, I would just go, 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 run, 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 busy, busy, busy. Trying to distract. That. Yeah. And then the cycle would just keep those thoughts again, would just keep coming up. And 20 years later, it's like, I thought I dealt with that. It's like, yeah. no, you you didn't do anything with that emotion. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you were just distracting. But with mm-hmm. that being said, how um let's talk about how we kind of, you know, each kind of deal with those type of things. So um Emily, what are some of your techniques or personal things that help you with certain situations of derailment or setback? Yeah. Well, definitely like in the immediate moment, I will usually take a day to just be a lump, as I say it, or, you know, kind of um, be paralyzed or allow do do what I need to do to allow those acute feelings to flow through me. If it needs a cry, if it needs a scream or a lot of fucks or whatever, you know, um, that's, I'm, I'm starting with that. Um, during that time, uh, a technique that (laughs) I've been so resistant to, but it, it works, damn it. Um, and this is something that Vera, um, a business coach, who's a friend of ours who will be on the show taught me. And that is to say like to, and this is to feel and process the emotions and specifically to avoid avoiding them, (laughs) um, is you feel it, you name it and you tell it. Yes. Like you say, like. For example, betrayed or betrayal, like yes to betrayal. And you, you kind of say that and you just let, you just let it come to you and let it move through your body and then you can release it. It's no longer yours. So I, I start with that and I do, you know, I'll usually in that first day, uh, you know, maybe do some, some deep spiritual work. I have several kind of things that I go to there. I've, I've practiced shamanic journeying, uh, a lot. That's, that's a big one. Um, or, you know, any kind of just deep meditation, um, breath work, that kind of thing in that acute moment. Um, I think it's really important to get grounded very soon. So, Uh, you know, going to the beach is a big one for me and just putting my feet in the sand and just letting the water kind of rush over my legs. Um, But, you know, just going outside and putting your, your bare feet on the ground is, is helpful too. Um, touch nature, get grounded, get some sunlight so that you're not, you know, once your lump phase is over, you don't just (laughs) turn into a lump. Um, And then, you know, once the energy starts moving through me kind of differently, like you do, you got to get moving because uh, it will stagnate in your body. So it can start with breathing. Um, it can, you know, start with some more gentle movements, kind of the fascia based stuff or, or yoga, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, of course, me being me, 
I've always found great uh, comfort and therapy in lifting really, really heavy weights. I've set some of my craziest PRs in, you know, times of severe distress and disruption. Um, So I definitely appreciate that type of movement specifically as a channel. And, um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta find a balance between, cause I do have sort of escapist tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that and, bad though? Is it bad to be? An well, I think no. there's an amount that is okay yeah. and maybe even necessary in certain situations. You know what I mean? But you really got to find your balance between, you know, say, for example, eating that pizza or whatever it is that just you just have joy eating (laughs) comfort food, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you got to find that balance between allowing for that for yourself and actually nourishing your body as well. Because if you're just eating like shit this entire time, then as within, so without, you're going to start to feel even more like shit. So have your pizza, have, you know, whatever it it is that kind of gives you that little serotonin uh, rush at, at, at that time, but also make sure that overall you're, you're nourishing yourself and same goes for, you know, if you partake in alcohol or, or whatever, you know, if you can moderate yourself to a reasonable amount. Don't go out and get yourself arrested or, you know, anything like that. And certainly don't start, you know, drinking all day, every day. Um, because in the same way, that's going to just detract from your energy and that's going to send you further down the spiral. So, um, you know, do the little things that, you know, could be considered vices that just make you feel good in that moment but also temper yourself and nourish yourself with nature, nutrition, and uh, movement. And, um, and also uh, find your people, Um, find your people and uh, your people who bring you joy, I should say, and spend time with them um find things that make you laugh uh laughter is great it's a great way to just break up energy and that doesn't mean you won't start crying two seconds later and that's okay too um you're still moving that energy through your body so all those things i think are um go-tos for me and and uh hopefully might help somebody else Yeah, that really resonates with what we've been seeing happening within um, the Facebook group chatter too, Mm -hmm. around the idea. Um, There's been a lot of discussions too about um, go through choice, you know, go to choices of music that Mm -hmm. brings people back, you know, whether it's the beat or the the lyrics, because it, it doesn't, you know, one might resonate more with the other, but turning on that song that's, you know, maybe that's almost like a tribal thing, (laughs) you know, music in a way too can lift your energy and bring you back to focus. Um, And then yeah, yeah, talk, you know, any kind of movement in that perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, for for me, and I know probably for Michelle too, for me, when I'm processing something, I'll go through and then I'll notice because of all the feng shui, I'll notice there's a lot of things for me to clear out and clear out the clutter of things. Um, when there's a trauma like that, it's easier to let go of things. <laughs> and that's a very yeah. great way to release um, emotions in some way too. So whether that be a photo album or um, a, even if you're holding on to receipts or um, drawings or whatever it may be, you know, get rid of things that are no longer serving a purpose um, or that have, you know, they're, they're damaged. And why are you holding on to them? So it's real easy at that time, just like get a bag out and just get rid of a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, even just changing the vibe of the home, you know, get yourself some new curtains washed on the windows and that we've brought up those before too, but just changing a few things, maybe even swapping the artwork. You don't have to go out and buy all your artwork to be new, but move it around a little, um, to you know, pay attention to where you're putting it. Um, take a look and see what you are looking at most in your day. And that will start to have some sort of reflection back on you and change your patterns in a way that things will see, seem and feel fresher. And um, it might support you better into getting back into your, your getting back into gear. Um, and I think just like in a self-care way, um, I'm a big fan of like taking a long shower and processing mm. um, things. And that kind of like the idea of like washing things away. Um, same with, you know, visiting the beach or, or whatnot, or, um, getting out in the sunlight, but, um, really just allowing things just flow and think, I mean, for me, that's a real good time for me to be like thinking of ideas or solutions. Um, but yeah, I think what we're seeing too is, you know, especially from what people are saying in the Facebook group is this happens often, you know, like yeah, things can't right. be, we can't be complacent um, and thinking that, oh, things are good right now. Something is going to happen, but having these resources um, and just these ideas and even perhaps talking about them, um, you know, gives you, you know, acceptance that it's going to happen and you're going to gain back that focus and you've got your toolbox to go to. Michelle, how about you? Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, um, definitely especially lately retreat, getting quiet. So my pattern was always whatever went wrong. I'm, I've always been like the fixer. So it would be a thousand and one podcasts or YouTube videos or mm -hmm. whatever on the subject matter. I would obsessively seek. I'm a, I'm a seeker. So like constantly seeking information. And so, you know, I given my past experiences, you know, as a kid and different things, I want to keep things even kill and like fix it as quick as possible to make it go away. So nothing worse happens. Right. So it's like a safety thing too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've done that for years and then it wasn't until within this last six months that my, um, by working. So I, I see this really great ther therapist, which I'm not ashamed to say, I think everybody should see see a therapist at mm -hmm. least once. Um, but I've been through a couple and, um, the one that I'm with now, he's amazing. And, um, he has a totally different way of teaching and looking at things. And so basically what he's done with me is take away all that stuff 
And so then you're just left with yourself. And that's why I was saying like, you can feel like you're in a void and whatnot. And so I've learned to sit with it, to get quiet, to retreat rather than, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta find, 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 fix, fix, fix. You know, that's just doing more, um, resisting of what's going on really. And so it makes you sit and, and I want to say face it, but like I was saying, almost becoming like friends with it in a way, how can you continue to manage your life with these feelings going on? Mm -hmm. Um, so that, and then another thing recently that has been super helpful for me is, um, like Emily alluded to earlier is movement. Um, I hate going to a regular gym and I just, you know, don't love it. And I don't like cardio machines, but lately I've been just like, when I start feeling things creep up or if something has happened, I'll, I'll just force myself to go in and jump on the elliptical for 30 minutes or the, you know, treadmill or go for a walk outside or whatever, you know, it happens to be that day. And then when I'm done, I just feel like a whole new person and I feel so much better. So I agree with Emily movement is so important. And the previous me for years and years instead would go to the couch and veg out and eat a whole pint of ice cream. And again, like Emily said, I do think you should have those moments, but there's got to be more balance. And so um, finding these more healthier ways of doing things have been super, super, super helpful with, um, with helping uh, with stuff like that. And then also like Emily was saying too, having the support, the people Mm -hmm. to lean on um, that, you know, you can cry too, if you need to, or talk with and whatnot, that's, that's really, really helpful too. But um, I think the biggest, most profound thing for me recently has been the amount of movement. It really makes a difference just moving your body. I mean, even if you just get up and do a bunch of jumping jacks, it sounds stupid, but it's just like getting your heart rate up and just like moving everything out. And you just feel, you know, it releases endorphins and you just feel energized and kind of rejuvenated after almost like taking a hot shower in my opinion. So, Mm -hmm. um, Um, I, that reminded me too of another specific sort of, um, tactic and that is cold immersion, whether it's a cold shower or ice bath or chiller, whatever you kind of have access to. Um, it, it almost is like a reset uh, back to survival mode, because when, you know, when you're experiencing this, this cold, this extreme cold, then sort of all those emotions, the anxiety and things like that, they don't exist on that survival. It's like an intentional level. shock therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you've never practiced it before, like, don't just like, go balls to the wall and jump in a tub of ice, like get into it smart. <laughs> but, but, um, I think the cold therapy is a really good, um, reset in, in, you know, when you're having a hard time pulling yourself out of that, that hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another thing too, I think, um, is getting back to, like I was saying earlier, 
um, as much as you can, even if it's just little blips throughout the day of the present moment. And if it's just noticing something in your space and being like, oh, you know, it kind of disrupts that second. And, and it kind of brings you back like, oh, that's right. Like it's just right now. And I'm just doing this one activity right now. And I'm just going to focus on this for this moment. And it cuts all that chatter out. Um, another kind of exercise that I've done recently that's been very profound for me is um, coming back to my core values. So there's this is something we can go into in another episode, but there's this really cool exercise of how to even find what your core values are, because a lot of times people think they know, but they really don't. And then every day looking at those and finding ways to live those core values. And again, I think that your purpose on in this world is to live your values really is what it is. And so, um, if you can find little ways to do that, then it becomes kind of like, I I don't want to say it's a distraction, but it's a, again, a disruptor to something more positive and bring you, um, meaningful, um, more meaningful moments, even if they're just seconds in time, you know, during your day. And I know that's been super helpful for me. Like, uh, one of mine is to be brave. So, you know, after I've gone into the gym of having a disruption or something, um, you know, I can come out and say, you know what? I was just brave. That might sound crazy to some people and silly, but for me, that was me being brave, getting up, getting my, my gym clothes on, leaving my house and going instead of going and sulking on the couch or turning on Netflix or whatever. I did something brave. So it just brings a whole new um, perspective and can really help just shift. Um, I think it's just all about those little shifts because it can take a while to get through something depending on how deep the disruption or setback was. You know, it could be months, but um, that's actually some really valuable time to learn some things. So that's sort of like infusing the attitude of gratitude also, right? Like, all right, where, or, you know, finding your victories, like what, what little victories have I achieved yeah. in this? Yeah, it's so the Yi Jing even talks about willpower and self-control are necessary to manage growth properly, but an inner enthusiasm for life is what drives it. So maintaining that inner enthusiasm for life, you know, maybe, maybe you do um, tap in more to what your core values are. Um, maybe you do reach out to your friends and ask them, what are... <laughs> What are things that you come to me for? And maybe that's a way, you know, you can remember um, that this problem or this disruption is not, not who you are. Right. It's not your identity. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah. So obviously, and Michelle, I kind of feel like maybe we could do your practice. Would it be something that we could do within our Facebook group? If um, listeners are interested, we could hop on and do a live and at least share that experience. Of the values. Yes. Yeah. It's more, it's more of like a, a, it's a pretty intense type of like um, meditation-y kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can definitely figure out a way to jump in and, and talk about it or maybe run through it. Um, Yeah. I feel like that might be good. Yeah. It's personal. So you have to be careful. I mean, I literally bawled my eyes out through the whole (laughs) thing. Um, 
So if that sounds fun to anyone. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it was so worth it. It was so incredibly worth it because it literally, that little thing like shifted so much in my life in the last couple of weeks. So um, we can definitely jump on and have a discussion about it though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I think that would be a really good idea. Um, Anything else, ladies, that we can bring to this topic? I think it's important. I feel like um, especially you know, we're coming to the end of the season and we're shifting into fall and people were starting to feel like those like summer doldrums kind of. And, um, and it did see, feel like a lot of people within our sphere were getting a little, little rocked by something in their lives, like a little bit off, a little bit derailed. And there is a great benefit in having, again, we mentioned a few times in having your go-to people Um, We have each other in our collective and um, within the conscious collaboration. And, um, and you can just perhaps even hearing us talk, know that um, and see within your own friend groups and circles, when there might be instances that, um, that people may be going through some adversities. And it's just a really great reminder to go through life with that lens um, that, um, something might not be going um, the way that you want it to work out, but keeping that lens that you don't know what's going on in someone else's life um, and just being kind and from that perspective and perhaps be a little more open within your circles um, to support one another and share some of ways that um, you know your friends and your coworkers and your collaborators, your family can help you through um, and help you get back on um, where you need to be, whether that be give you more space or um, support, support in feng shui or strength training or whatever that may be, but um, support in those areas. Um, you can you can rally your strength back up. Um, and the Eugene <laughs> talks about after the shock is a pushing upward. So thinking about those sprouts, those seedlings that you planted and pushing through the earth um, or, you know, sometimes sprouts can can split through rocks even. Um, but it, it can be done and it can be done with focus and intention, but also from that inner light, what lights you up, um, you know, being guided towards that, that goal and that light. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I really, I, I know this was a deep discussion for us. Um, Emily, do you think I left something out there? No, I was just going to add that. I think um, along those lines, every, every tower moment, every disruption like this. And for me, like every, you know, heartbreak, let's say I've ever had, I know that I have the opportunity to become somebody way better on the other side of it. Yeah. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say that. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait for the moment that this doesn't suck anymore and that I'm just going to feel so jazzed that I made it to the other side and now I'm even stronger and even more powerful and even better and can find even more joy in my life. Yeah, I was totally just about to say that nine times out of 10, once you make it through the other side, you're you change and you're you're uh evolve into an even higher level, a better person. I don't love the phrase level up anymore, but <laughs> um, but you do, you you yeah. evolve into a a new version of you and and it's usually better. It's just hard to see mm-hmm. while you're going through the fire. 
keep the faith. Yeah. Gotta have faith. Yeah. Oh, I got this thing for us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we have copyright issues to worry about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. Just kidding. I don't know that you sang. I don't know who did that song. More singing inside of our Facebook group, the Conscious Collaboration Collective. You can find us on Facebook and we look to you, our listeners and our group within there to um, help come up with ways that we can um, come up with topics that will support you where you are, meet you where you are in your life and see you for who you are. I'm already seeing some connections being made within the group too. So I think that we are actually creating little mini conscious collaborations within the group. Word up. Awesome. Well, thanks so much um, for both of you, for your insight, your input today. It was, like you said, it was a deep conversation, but I think it was a really good one. And until next time, we'll talk to you in five minutes. See you in five. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at conscious collaboration podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.